guys, we've got a great episode for you today with Lorenzo Sartini and Cody Smith of GoHunt.com and GoHunt.com Insider. And they've got a lot of great things going on over there at GoHunt.com and they've got some exciting news to tell you about today. And uh, I want to thank GoHunt.com Insider for their title sponsorship of this podcast. And they've been supporting me from the beginning. And if you're not already an Insider member, I want to encourage you to do so. You can go on GoHunt.com uh, click on Insider, click on the blue Join Now button, and use the J. Scott promo code when you sign up, and you will receive a $50 Kuyu gift card automatically from GoHunt.com. I also want to thank DeadeyeOutfitters.com for their sponsorship of this podcast, and I want to thank them for raising a bunch of money in the month of October for breast cancer awareness. Check them out at DeadeyeOutfitters.com. They make great hunting t-shirts and hats and and hoodies. Um, go check them out. I've gotten a lot of feedback from J. Scott Outdoors podcast listeners on the great stuff that they've got over there. Guys, I want to thank you for your support of this podcast. I want to thank you for all the emails and all the encouraging words that you guys send me through Facebook and Instagram. I wanted to let you know that you can follow along our adventures at J. Scott Outdoors on Instagram and at Dar Colburn. You can also go to our website, jscottoutdoors.com and on Facebook and YouTube, J. Scott Outdoors. Guys, thanks so much for supporting us and thanks for your kind words. Let's get right to the episode with Lorenzo Sartini and Cody Smith. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have a special episode with Cody Smith and Lorenzo Sartini of GoHunt.com, GoHunt.com Insider, and uh, we've got a lot of cool things to share today. These guys have been doing some uh, hunting here this fall and have been on some great hunts, and uh, there's some great things going on at GoHunt.com that uh, we're going to get into and some big announcements and uh Guys, it's always great to have you on the podcast. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having us back on. It's always fun to be on here talking hunting stories and what's going on over here, so appreciate it. Absolutely. And Cody, I know you've been on a bunch of hunts as of late and have uh, struck gold, so to speak, on a few of these hunts. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. Yeah, I've had a, been fortunate to have a great season uh, starting out in Wyoming and, and, and then in Utah and hopefully finish it off in Idaho here in a week. Nice. Chasing big mule deer bucks. Uh, I saw you got uh, two different bucks, um, both unique in their own right. Um, and then you've got another Idaho uh, mule deer hunt coming up. Yeah. Uh, real fortunate to, to harvest some really nice typicals, uh, a Wyoming typical and, and a Utah typical. Uh, the Wyoming buck was with my bow. The Utah buck was with a rifle. And then uh, headed into a late season rut hunt in Idaho um, on Saturday, and that's a rifle hunt also for mule deer. Nice. Uh, I've got a few buddies, uh, Steve Ranella and Giannis Patelis over at the Meat Eater, uh, just recently hunted in Idaho and and uh, have shot a couple really nice bucks. And um, your buck with the bow uh, in Wyoming, um, was that a real tough hunt? Uh, was it a low-density thing, or did you see a bunch of deer? No, honestly, that was and I probably shouldn't say anything, but it was the funnest archery hunt I've ever been on. Um, it was it was extremely tough. Uh, the area that we were hunting, there was no water, so all the water that you had at you know elevations eight nine thousand feet, you actually packed in. Uh, we used some pack goats. I own a couple pack goats that we utilized, 
Um, so from a hunting standpoint, it was, it was really extreme, um, real steep, um, some extreme weather. It was really hot at the first and then got really, really cold. Um, but from a game perspective, it was an absolute riot. Uh, a lot of, a lot of deer, a lot of good bucks and, uh, a lot of opportunity for us as archery hunters on that hunt. We actually have a, a go hunt original film coming out on his hunt, uh, I've only seen a little bit of the footage. We haven't really started editing the story of it, um, but I've obviously heard it from Cody's mouth and, and seen the footage of the deer he was after. And it looks as good as he's saying. I mean, they were chasing bucks like crazy. So um, I definitely don't, That's great. Yeah, I definitely don't feel bad for him on the lacking water because <laughs> the deer were definitely not lacking. Yeah, you know, just speaking to an Arizona boy, and I guess for that matter, Lorenzo, a Nevada boy, uh, lack of water. That's just normal for us. Exactly. Lack of water in 90 degrees. That's completely normal. <laughs> and then when you think, that just seems like a normal hunt. Think you have a buck cornered, cornered on a, on a little small spring, you get three inches of rain in two days and can't ever find him again. Yeah, exactly. Lorenzo, you've been on some hunts yourself. You guys slayed some antelope. I know you, um, took some of the go hunt staff and such, and, and, uh, you guys had an unbelievable antelope season. And then you've been on some hunts yourself this year. Yeah, I was on, uh, it's been the, the year of the antelope for me this year. And as other than that, it's been probably the hardest hunting year on myself. Like, I don't know what it's, what it's been this year, but I've had nothing but, but bad luck when it, when it comes to deer. I was on that Colorado hunt with, with Brady. We found that giant, we went in there and arrowed it. Um, he, he's been on social media posting about it and stuff, but we, he hit a buck. It's a really, really big buck that we found opening day. Couldn't find it. And then I had two really good antelope hunts. Um, I've been on seven antelope kills this year, which is by far the most antelope kills I've ever been on in a year. And um, some dang good bucks, yeah, too. Yeah, I think the, I, the smallest buck we've killed out of all seven is 77 inches. So I mean, it, was, awesome. it was an awesome year for the antelope, but I went straight to that, to my Utah deer hunt, and uh, just could not get any luck to go my way. Had a gun malfunction, had the weather turn wrong, just... It did not go my way. It was a grind hunt. I was out there for 10 days, all 10 days, got rained on, got muddy, had all kinds of gear malfunctions. And it just, uh, it was one of those grind years where I couldn't get it done. Ended up eating my tag at the end of the year, but it's the way it goes. Sometimes it'll, I guess it'll make next year that much better for me. Yeah. I was going to say the next, next one you get and you have a sweet hunt, it's going to make it that much sweeter for sure. And, um, that, that's awesome guys to talk to you about your hunts. Um, I've had a, Good season so far. Had a had a great hunt in Unit Nine, uh, although taxing at times. Uh, my hunter uh, harvested uh, uh, on the twelfth day of the hunt, twelfth evening, and uh, not the biggest bull that we were after. But um, you know, we had a great time. It's his biggest bull, and awesome. and uh, you know had had a great hunt, and um, then just did the Arizona uh, Super Big Game Raffle Desert Bighorn Sheep Hunt, and. Uh, Frank was able to harvest a great ram. That ram um, is beautiful. I love those wide longhorn rams. You know, it's amazing. 31 inches wide. Uh, you know, Bob O'Connor shot a ram last year with us, and it was 31 inches wide, and I didn't think we could top that. And um, Frank's ram, 31 inches wide, uh, second largest shot on this uh, raffle hunt. And so That's awesome. that was pretty exciting and a lot of good scouting going on here for sheep. And I'm leaving here in a few days for Parker's, um, uh, Dar's, uh, uh, 13 year old son has 13B, uh, the Arizona Strip. So 
excited for that hunt and then get back and do some more sheep hunting. Sounds pretty so, good. Yeah, so it's going good. Uh, Lorenzo, I wanted to ask you, um, we're going to get into a lot of stuff today about Go Hunt, but you know, give me kind of the state of the union of, of, of Go Hunt over there right now. Yeah, I, you know, it's, uh, it's bittersweet because it's tough and, and you know, unlucky as my hunting season has been, and now it's, it's over. It's been the exact opposite for Go Hunt. We've had uh, an unbelievable acceptance of what we've been doing so far. Um, a lot of people have supported the brand on social, seen our hats and our logo a lot of different places. Uh, you know, looking back, we're not even a year old so far, and to see that type of penetration into the industry so far is um, it's pretty humbling. I mean, we talk about it in the office all the time. It's, it, I mean, it's a great feeling to know that the hard work is paying off so far, and um, we're seeing it go the right way. And as far as the company goes, um, as far as the brand goes, we have a major, a major, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, facelift enhancement. Um, I mean, the brand's going to stay the same, but a, a reproduct of what we have out there in Insider. And, you know, we, we talk about it in here and we use, we use this term game changing. And, you know, a lot of people use it in kind of a cliche form, but I, I really do think we are on the verge of game changing technology and game change, game changing information um, for the hunting industry. We've been hard at work to pull off this new enhancement and, um, you know, we actually just got it turned over to us as far as the usability and the information at hand for us in the office to start testing it. And we spent the last two days testing. Um, we call it filtering 2.0. And I know that's not going to mean a lot to people just over the podcast or from the words out of my mouth. But once they see it, um, it's pretty special. I mean, we were in here and just in the hour, two hours we were on it, every single one of us in the office uncovered, uncovered some form of secret in each state about a new hunt we want to try out or a new unit that's on fire, um, you know, kind of that what's, what's hot, what's not type information, um, that trending information. And, it, I mean, it was exciting for us to just be in here and kind of talk through it and go through the usability. So um, we, have it, we have the new brand. It's called Filtering 2.0, the new product called Filtering 2.0. And that is what's going to launch in mid-November, mid to end November. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, it, to me, as the founder and president of Go Hunt, and also as an avid hunter myself, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's another cliche term, but it's a, it's a dream come true for me, just because it's the first time the product has fully vested into what the original vision I had in my head. Um, and it's, it's finally there. And I think a lot of people are going to, are going to see why we are different, see why we are the new movement and see why, um, you know, more people are, are going to gohunt.com to get their hunting information. You know, Lorenzo, from someone that's, you know, I've been in the industry for a long, long time. And one of the things that is so impressive to me, uh, from all the meetings that I've had with you and such is, you are, you have a huge desire to be on the cutting edge. And I think uh, from what you've told me about the enhancements that are taking place, I mean, that you are right on the cutting edge of this, of this. And it, it's exciting to me to hear some of the things that are going to be happening. And, and certainly uh, I, I've only been privy to a few things, but uh, you know, here in a couple weeks, 
when you launch. Um, I can't wait to see all of the stuff that uh, that's going to be involved. Yeah, and that that means a lot to our side too, coming from a guy like you, who's you know been a pivotal role in the industry for such a long time, and you've seen so many things come and go, and uh, and you've stayed on the cutting edge as well on everything that you've been doing. Now you're the, in my opinion, the leading Western podcast and kind of all of the, the new stuff. So it, it means a lot coming from you. So we appreciate that. Well, that's great. I, I appreciate the kind words. I'm excited to see what you guys have got going on. Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, the outfitter directory uh, and, and some of the things going on at, at Go Hunt and Go Hunt Insider. Um, what is the outfitter directory? So to, to first start off, um, there is, there is, you know, finding a hunt or booking hunts or, you know, all, all of those terms in the hunting industry. And, and most Western hunters are familiar with booking a hunt or going through a broker or, you know, any one of those, um, I have no problem saying it, but any one of those negative experiences that leaves them kind of in the dark and not knowing what to expect. So as Go Hunt be, being on the cutting edge and staying innovative, we wanted to do things completely different. You know, go go the way of Expedia.com, um, Kayak.com, all of those, you know, consumer-facing products to let the consumer make up their own mind. So the first thing that Go Hunt had to do was go out and find the right guy to to take ownership, to take control of vision, to take to take control of the operations to get the outfitter directory and our landowner tags and all of that to the right spot. And we found Cody Smith out of Cedar city who first of all is a straight up killer when it comes to hunting. So that definitely helps us out as a company. But, um, secondly, he is pivotal to, to that role. And, uh, he's owned that vision of the outfitter directory and how we were going to go about people finding hunts and finding tags and leaving it as an open market or a free market. And, um, he'll fill you in on, on basically what that vision was and how it works and why it's there. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, Jay, when, when Chris and Lorenzo brought me in and, and they explained the outfitter directory and, and the direction we wanted to go with it, um, you know, there was a huge void within the industry that we felt we could fill. Um, but we didn't quite know how to do it. We knew there was a void. We knew we could find a solution, and we just started working towards the solution. And that's that's where we came up with the Outfitter Directory, which then evolved into what we call business members uh, with our outfitters and our outfitter partnerships, uh, which then evolved to um, you know tag listings, and will continue to evolve as as we move forward. Um, but primarily, the Outfitter Directory right now is the space on our website, on our platform, where hunters can go to find outfitters. It's also the space for outfitters um, to push their company, their, their business. And, and what's unique about it is, is we push the phone numbers of the outfitters, not necessarily like an outfitter number or something like that. So, Cody, you know, one thing that's interesting to me is in no way, shape, or form are you guys trying to hide who these outfitters are. You're actually trying to promote the outfitters and trying to make the public well aware of all of the outfitters and the business, you know, the, the 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 business members as well as the other outfitters. You, you know, it's an, it's an interesting concept. Whereas I think there has been some other approaches to somewhat 
try and keep the outfitters a secret. What are you guys' thoughts on exactly. that? Exactly. Well, what we've been able to what we've been able to to do and establish is basically we become the go or the the stub hub of of hunting. Um, you know, if you want to find any type of tickets to a concert, tickets to a football game, it's an open market. You can see exactly what's available in front of you. All the information is there on the website in front of you. You don't need to call anybody and ask questions and get opinionated answers, very opinionated answers. Um, you know, you don't you don't need to deal with those brokers anymore who are who are referring you to their best friend, which in turn is also the highest paid commission to that to that broker as well. Um, it's a very kind of dark, closed off world. And what GoHunt has been able to do is become that stub hub, that free open market where a user can see, you know, the price of hunts and the price of tags right next to each other to compare them and feel like they are making the decision themselves, which they are making the decision themselves because they have all the, all the information right there in front of them, in front of themselves. Yeah. And I noticed you guys also, um, you know, you let the outfitters, you let them write stories and such, um, uh, you know, when there's interaction uh, there between the outfitters and the users on the website, what is your thinking behind that? Yeah, so with the stories, that was an idea. We launched our outfitter directory in March of, of this year. Um, and as we began to build it, we, we see the outfitters, we see our business member partners as a huge resource. We don't want to hide them. We want to get them out in front of, in front of our insiders. And, and quite frankly, if you know, I, I'm from Utah. I've been to Arizona before, but if if I'm going to Arizona, I mean, I want to talk to the expert. I want to talk to the uh, you know the Jay Scotts or the you know the big Chinos. These guys that are hunting it every year for the last 25, 30 years. And so what we've done is um, leveraged our outfitters to help us with content on the site. And basically, all that is is just bringing in the the resident expert, um, whether it be OTC in Arizona, um, lion hunting in Idaho or wolf hunting in Idaho. Um, you know, we, we like to keep our, our outfitters involved to bring that next level of information to our users. Yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely. And, kind of a, 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 sorry, Jay, but kind of a business term of, of that is it's called native advertising. Um, it's kind of the new school way of advertising instead of, you know, having banner ads or, or having, uh, you know, a, commercial spot or something like that it's basically living content on a website that is produced by you know someone who wants to get their name out there or someone who wants to get the information out there about them being the best at what they do um, so we are big on native advertising and, and allowing companies like like some of our brand partners like Zeiss and QU along with our outfitters to have that ability to native advertise to our members and our insiders well that makes a lot of sense um, I notice also uh, the outfitter tag listings. Uh, what's up with what's up with them tagging the listings? Yeah, that was another. You know, as we launched this and as we created our vision here at the Gohan office, that was something that came came about later. Um, you know, sometime in in May, and we started to realize that that there's a real need for our insiders or our users that are on the site to to find hunts and to connect with outfitters. The traditional methods of, you know, calling a booking agent and they give you a, a number, but you never talk to the outfitter until you actually pay. Um, you don't actually know what you're getting into. Uh, we, we saw a problem with that. Um, 
you know, as, as a hunter and as a user myself, you know, I want to, you know, if I'm going to the dealership to buy a car, I want to test drive the car I'm going to buy. And so we started to uh, play around with letting our outfitters list hunt packages is what we call them on our, on our landowner tag section of the website. And, and it was a huge success. Um, we, you know, I went, I went about this. I come from a background of corporate sales for the last eight years. But prior to that, I grew up in a, um, you know, my father's been successful in selling a, a number of small businesses. And, and so I come from a background of kind of developing and, and building and, and finding solutions. And the listing was a solution to a problem that we received or, or we heard from our outfitters in that the outfitters said, hey, we want our phones to ring. You know, as we sat down with focus groups of outfitters, you know, the number one or number two thing they told me every time is, I, I don't want you to book a hunt for me. I want to book my own hunt. You know, sometimes, you know, I'm a backcountry guy. We go 10 miles on a horse, and if you book a, a you know, a feller that's, that's a little bit overweight, he's not going to enjoy this hunt. Um, right. You know, so we listened to that. We brought it back into the Go Hunt house, and we said, okay, how can we solve this? How can we turn this into a positive? And we started to play around with the tag listings. And what exactly does that mean, Cody? So basically, the tag listing gives the outfitters a platform to advertise their their hunts. You can go underneath the landowner tag section of the uh, Go Hunt website, and you'll see some Go Hunt owned tags. You know that you can buy, and you can buy those from us, and you can go on a great hunt. And you will also see um, tags that are listed by outfitters, and we will give you a brief description of that hunt. A lot of times it includes a, a five-minute YouTube video of that outfitter, uh, maybe a, a, some social links like Facebook or Instagram. And by the time you spend five minutes on our site on that hunt listing, you pretty much know what this outfitter is. And, and from that point, his email address, the outfitter's phone number is right there, and you can call him up and you can say, hey, Mr. Outfitter, I saw your tag listing on Go Hunt. I'm interested in your, uh, you know, I see you have a cougar tag that's available in March 3rd of this year. I see that it's priced for $5,000. I'm really interested in booking a hunt with you. Tell me more about it. it it's great for our insiders or our users that are on the, on the tag listings because they're finding finding hunts for themselves, hunts that fit them, and doing, you know, their own homework. They're calling the outfitter. They develop the relationship with that outfitter. Within a five-minute phone call, you know if you're going get, to get along with that outfitter or not. You know if you're going to enjoy the hunt. Um, and, and from the outfitter perspective, you know, same way. They're, they're building the relationship with the client. They're fielding the phone call, and, and they're building their book of business. Guys, what would you say the future of the outfitter directory is? You know, it's, it's interesting. You know, the, the sky's the limit is where we feel. Um, we feel like we broke down a lot of walls. When we started this, the outfitter directory, uh, I can remember getting some phone calls from guys that have been in the business for a long time and outfitted for a long time and, and basically said, dude, you, you left your job to do that. There's no way you can make that run. Um, 
but fortunately I caught the vision. I knew we could do it. Um, next steps on the Outfitter directory, we're going to expand within the tag listings um, just this week for, from the Outfitter standpoint. We released the ability for our Outfitters to list and promote predator hunts. So bear hunts, cougar hunts, wolf hunts, and, and those will start populating the site uh, today. Actually, we've already got two that are on the site and about another three that we've got to add today before the end of the day. Uh, it's a huge opportunity. You know, Jay, I'll go to Arizona because you are from Arizona. Uh, there's some OTC predator hunts available in Arizona that nobody knows about. Um, you know, I've hunted 27 and unit 27 and unit one for bears on a number, a, a couple of times. And honestly, one of the funnest hunts I've ever been on. But people don't think of Arizona as a bear state of even, oh, I have an opportunity to go there and, and harvest a, a really nice black bear, which you guys from Arizona, it's a little secret for you. You know, you got some big bears down there. Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, that's the next step is the predator listings for our outfitters, getting these cougars and, and these, these bear hunts online for our, for our insiders to take advantage of and to have something to hunt this spring. Um, the next step after that, and we're, we're already halfway done with this step, is, is we're literally attaching outfitters to the units that they guide in. Uh, we've accomplished that in Nevada, Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado, and we'll continue on to the other states. Our goal is that when, a, when somebody draws a tag, so for example, if Cody Smith from Go Hunt draws a, a Unit 9 archery elk tag in Arizona, I can go to the outfitter directory, and, and, and as you know, we're big on filters. I can filter from you know Arizona elk, Unit 9, and it'll show me the outfitters that outfit within that unit. And I can immediately start to look at outfitters that I want to hunt with. That's awesome. That's really, that's kind of groundbreaking. You know, it seems like it's been such a secret for so long. Um, and, you know, it, it has in some ways over time been a little bit of a good old boy society. And uh, this seems like it's groundbreaking where it's, you know, it's pretty wide open. And it seems like you almost want the the user, the insider member, to just have all the information so they don't feel like they're making a decision that isn't informed. Absolutely. I mean, we're all about transparency. Lorenzo talked about filtering 2.0, and I don't think anybody on this podcast will quite understand what this means, but it is, it's game-changing transparency within each state, and that's where we're headed with the Outfitter directory. We want our insiders to be able to draw a tag, to jump online and within five minutes of research, narrow down three or four outfitters that they're ready to call and possibly book with. It, it's a great experience for the end user, you know, for the hunter, and it's a great experience for the outfitter. There's no good old boy, um, you know, type of mentality there. Yeah, it's very interesting. In speaking about landowner tags, um, how do you see the landowner setup being an advantage for insider members? First and foremost, our, our, our insiders get 10% off all our Go Hunt owned landowner tags. So anything that we personally purchase in Nevada, New Mexico, Utah, um, 
the insiders get 10% off there. So it's, it's a great opportunity if you don't draw a tag, if you don't draw the hunt that you were looking to hunt, and but you still want to get in the field, uh, gives you the opportunity to get in the field. What's great, again, it's transparency. Uh, we list all our tags, we put the price online, and and the first person to buy it, they get it. Uh, it's not a, well, I got to call this guy and make a down payment, and hopefully I get my tag, but I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to for sure, but I'm in it two grand already because I made the down payment. You know right then if you're going to get that tag. You know, I go back to uh, Lorenzo talking about, you know, our vision for this is being the, the stub hub for hunt packages and, and landowner tags. Why do you think that's better than traditional methods? It gives everybody an opportunity. You know, you can get on there. You can, what, what's unique about it, if you're an insider, you get on, you see a, a Unit 15 New Mexico elk tag, an, a, an archery tag that's available. Um, you know, maybe it's $4,000. You have the link straight to the unit profile, so you know what caliber of animal is there. Uh, you call, you make, you purchase that, and you're on your way for that hunt. Uh, it's really turnkey. You know, I noticed that Go Hunt, uh, uh, they, you know, I'm pretty sure you guys learned some stuff with the landowner voucher tag changes in 2015. Tell me about that. Yes, yeah, so there was a few changes. Um, you know, Colorado was the big one, and, and one thing in, in Colorado, there is there is no third party brokering anymore. So basically what that means is I couldn't go to Colorado landowner Jay Scott and buy the tag and then sell it to my buddy Lorenzo. Um, Jay Scott, the landowner, had to sell it directly to Lorenzo. And so traditionally we were able to go in and buy you know, good inventory of, of tags there in Colorado where now we can't do that. Where, what we can do in Colorado is similar to what we're doing with the outfitters in that we can list the landowner's information on our website. And so we can, you know, we have a huge network of landowners there in Colorado and we work with them and they'll call us up and say, Hey, I have, you know, two second season tags, two third season tags and one fourth season tag. And we will list that information on our site so that our insiders, our members can jump on and, 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 see what tags are listed, see the contact information, see the price, call that landowner, purchase the tag, and get on their way. So let me get this straight. This isn't a situation where you guys have a relationship with owners in Colorado and six or eight of the greatest tags go to you guys and then you list whatever's left. From what I'm hearing, you put all the tags uh, up and then everybody gets a chance to buy them just as they come in. Transparency, that's the beauty of it. It's real, it's open book. Anybody can get at those tags, and if you're in the market to buy a tag, you're going to have an opportunity. What do you, as far as supply and demand with the landowner tags in Colorado, what do you think by Colorado's change, what do you think it's going to do to, or what has it done to landowner tag prices? You know, it's, a little, it's really unfortunate. The, the change has lowered the supply. So basically there's less tags than there was last year. And, and in return, you know, the demand's so high, it started to increase and inflate those tag prices. And it's, it's a little unfortunate because you're going to start to see, um, you know, some of those blue-collar hunters 
that could afford that $2,000 or $1,500, $1,000 landowner tag. You're not going to see many of those anymore just because they've cut back on the amount of landowner tags that they're giving. Um, and so that's the real unfortunate thing that we've seen in Colorado. And so, Cody, let's say you were looking for a mule deer hunt, and let's say you know you, you didn't care whether it was Colorado, Idaho, Montana, or wherever. Um, with the filtering system, you can just basically go and search for that mule deer hunt and also search in the landowner tag listings and see if anything comes up. Is that correct? Yeah, so you got two options there. As an insider member, you can filter by, you know, OTC tags or over-the-counter tags for mule deer. You can be looking in Idaho, Arizona, um, you know, some of these other states that have those OTC options available, and you can filter those all down. From a landowner perspective, or landowner tags, you can go into the landowner tag section and filter by mule deer, filter by state, filter by you know, your budget, you have $2,500, do you have $1,000, $5,000, and start to find tags that meet your budget. So either way, whether you're looking for an over-the-counter tag or looking for a landowner tag, we'll have a solution for you. That's awesome. And, and just, just to plug filtering 2.0 a bit more um, and where we're taking this thing, but if you get, I mean, if you get a deep enough relationship with the states, these states, the biologists, um, the data that they keep on harvest reports, there is a lot of information you can learn from, from the history and the data that the state keeps and the biologists know. So what we've done is gone out there and collected this data and these, in these you know, information sets on the quality of animals, the type of hunts, the buck to doe ratios or bull to cow ratios, um, and all of those things which, which um, lead to how well or how good a hunt is going to be or how good a, a unit is trending. You're going to be able to filter through all of those data sets and, and find out which units are actually um, higher producing for four-pointer better or high, higher producing for buck-to-doe ratios, things like that. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy, Jay. Just I'm probably going to get in trouble for, for sharing this, but I, I'm going on a hunt in Idaho. I leave, I leave Friday, um, start hunting on Saturday. This hunt, I had no clue this unit ever existed. Um, I knew from being from working with the landowner tags, I knew I wasn't going to get a third season landowner tag within my budget in Colorado. And so I, I knew I had some time in November to hunt, and I started looking for a hunt in November. And using the insider piece, using our research tool, I was able to find, I'm not going to give you the unit that I'm in, but I'll give you some specifics and, and everyone's going to figure it out anyways. But the unit that I'm going to is a guaranteed rifle tag for November during the rut. It's a three-pointer better unit. And last year it had 76% harvest success. On four-pointer better. On three-pointer better. Or on three-pointer better. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. And, and literally I've never stepped foot in the unit, but with it, with using Insider, I mean, I may be going on the hunt of a lifetime. I mean, 76% harvest success on three-pointer better on a guaranteed tag. Yeah, that's pretty unbelievable. That's awesome. I can't wait to see how you a, do. In a, right in the middle of the dead peak of the rut. Absolutely. Like, dead peak of the rut. He's going to be out there chasing mule deer. 
So, Lorenzo, I got a question for you. You know, you see uh, the Apple iPhone and you see, oh, the, the new, you know, 4S and the new 5S and the new 6 or whatever. You know, it's like every year there's a new thing. Right. My, my question would be, with this new filtering 2.0 system, uh, as groundbreaking as, you know, your original, what you put out originally the, at the beginning of this year or in March of this year, is the next step, is this filtering 2.0, is it going to be gra groundbreaking compared to what you've already launched? Yes, absolutely. Um, I want to give, I want to give, you know, the team and these guys here that are working in the office day after day, putting in their time, putting in their work, some credit. And what we've been able to do so far is, you know, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like I said, we've been live for less than a year. Um, we're, on a, we're on a great growth path. We have a great, we have great brand identity. Um, in the industry so far. And what we came out with first was a lot of hard work. And, you know, we are a technology company and we, we actually compare ourselves to that app, Apple iPhone quite a bit. And that first insider product that we came out with is the iPhone one, the very first form of the iPhone. Um, and we knew that, but in our minds, uh, you know, we never rest. We're always going to make the product better. We're always, we're always dedicated, you know, to bringing the next best thing and staying ahead of the curve. And what we've been able to do with this new filtering 2.0 and these new enhancements is, you know, if I had to equate it to that iPhone and what we talk about here in the office, we went from an iPhone 1 and we are on the iPhone 6. I, I mean, we took that big of a leap. Um, to get back to what I said in the beginning, this is the, this, we're at the point where the product has finally met with the original vision that was in our heads. Um, and it takes a lot of time and a lot of a lot of hard work to get a product to that point. Um, but from now, going forward, uh, you know those enhancements, just like the just like the iPhone, um, are going to be much more flexible, much faster. Um, it, it's, uh, I mean, it's awesome. It's it's an exciting thing for us. And you know, I I dare say the words, but part of that filtering 2.0 is is uh, the most in-depth form of draw odds you can think of. Um, so I mean it's a it's a full product. So I have to ask you, when do you think it's going to drop, Lorenzo? Um, I'll, I'll say by the end of November. Nice. We're we're messing around with it in the office right now. We're making kind of the last the last tweaks and you know checking the uh, checking the data points and, and checking the functionality of it. Uh, but yeah, end of end of November, beginning of December, hundred percent by the end of the year. But I, I'm I'm confident saying end of November for sure. Awesome. I can't wait to see it. And um, I've been, you know, hearing little bits and pieces now for several months and kind of on the edge of my seat uh, waiting to see how it's going to be. And, you know, sometimes I ask questions and then I get you're just not going to believe it. And uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's uh, I would say I'm not the best at communicating. Uh, I kind of kind of get locked up in my own head sometimes and I, I want to wait for the right time, but it's definitely the right time to start sharing, uh, you know, where we're at and where we're going and what we're going to bring to our end users. That's awesome. You know, um, that's, that's fantastic. And I, I look forward to it and it's always uh, great uh, working with you guys and you guys have been a fantastic title sponsor of the podcast. And uh, recently uh, you guys for the month of October did a, uh, coos deer, uh, uh, Sonora, uh, Mexico coos deer hunt with uh, Dar Colburn and myself at Colburn and Scott Outfitters. Yep. 
Uh, you just announced on November 2nd the, the, the winners of that hunt and um, excited to go down there and, and hunt that rut hunt for coos deer with uh, uh, your guys uh, that, that won. And, um, you know, kudos to you guys for all of the great hunts. Uh, we had uh, Richard on, Richard Blazer, with, uh, yeah. uh, that won the doll sheep hunt and, and at Nahani Butte Outfitters, and that made a great episode, and he was ecstatic about winning that hunt and all the gear that you guys are giving away. Um, yeah. You know, it's a great time to be an insider member for sure. I, w I would agree. And, you know, to I want to to finish this out kind of for the guys that are, you know, that, that are listening to the end of this podcast, which I definitely appreciate listening to our insight on the business. Um, I know it's sometimes not as interest peaking as, you know, listening to some guys talk hunt stories and, and hunting information. So, you know, I, I appreciate the guys listening to the end and, and kind of getting an inside look at what GoHunt.com is and what we stand for. And, you know, from us to them, we are, we are definitely committed to staying different, being different, and, and staying ahead of the curve and just constantly adding value to our members and, you know, allowing them to feel like they have the information at their fingertips and they don't have to spend any extra money or, or, or exert any extra energy trying to, you know, find that hunt or that opportunity that they want to go on. And, uh, you know, part of the giveaways and, and you know, the 10% off to landowner tags and all those things, it's just value add to our members. And, you know, we're, we're also committed to making that $149 membership the most packed with, with value possible. Um, we, want, we want people to feel like it, it's the best $149 that they've spent. And we're always open ears to, to listening to what people would like from us. Uh, what they would want from us. I know our hunting giveaways are, are uh, you know, very popular and, uh, you know, we're committed to doing a lot more. We're actually in the process of buying another doll sheep hunt for next year that we're going to give away and, you know, some elk hunts and a lot more, you know, great things. We, we always keep open ears to what people want and expect from us and you know, we, we try to make it as possible as it can be. That's fantastic and that's why uh, it's had the success that it's had and um, you know, guys, it's exciting stuff and I, I'm happy to be somewhat a part of it in, in, uh, you know, ha being, having you guys as the title sponsor. And I really appreciate all the hard work that you've put into this. And I know you guys have been working so diligently on this, uh, filtering 2.0 and I can't wait to see it myself. And I just want to thank you guys for being on the podcast and, uh, Cody, good luck on your hunt here coming up. Uh, and, uh, hopefully you get a big old buck and, and I look forward to seeing you guys down the road. Um, is there anything you guys want to add? Uh, no, I think we're good on this side. No, uh, thanks for your time, Jay. We appreciate you having us on, and it's always fun. Yeah, definitely Absolutely. always fun. And just want to say thanks to the listeners, too, again. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's fun being able to be the title sponsor and be a part of that community and, and also feel a part of your listeners. You know, to feel a part of that community is nice. That's awesome. Well, you guys take care and God bless you and we'll see you down the road and, and I'll be looking forward to it. Sounds good, Jay. Thank Thanks, you. Jay.